0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm excited about today's interview for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I get to meet someone new. Nicole and I have not had a chance to chit chat so selfishly. I'm going to be asking Nicole a ton of questions. To really get to know her background, where, and all the things that um, she's been experiencing—not only pre-pandemic, um, but also post-pandemic—so this is a really exciting opportunity for me to get to know a fellow, um, you know, vegan professional. And also, it's really exciting for me to talk to kind of the people behind the brands. For many of us. We know these brands as consumers. You know, we walk into stores and we love the seitan, the jackfruit. You know that we get from Upton Naturals. We use it in our homes. We just enjoy it and share it with our families. And maybe it's been a way that you've gotten someone in your family to try vegan or. You know, take that step to eating vegan. Um, and maybe these products have been that bridge for you. And what I find in these interviews is it's really exciting to be able to see the people who make it all happen, the people who allow us to share our veganism with our family, with our friends, with our neighbors, and convert the world as all of us are secretly doing. Um, but also, it's a great way to hear not only the stories, to hear about the successes, the wins, and also the fun journey that many of us are on as entrepreneurs. It's great to hear how business owners, hear how managers, hear how VPs like Nicole are not only flexing during this pandemic, but also finding new ways to grow and new ways to help. So Without further ado, I want to introduce to you our guest today. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Stephanie.
0: So let's give everyone a little bit of background. Let's give everyone a little bit of a taste of where Nicole comes from and a little bit of her vegan story. So maybe let's give people just perspective on how long have you been vegan and really what was your journey like? What kind of brought you down that path?
1: Yeah, so I've been vegan since 1996. So 24 years, um, since I was 16 years old. Uh, So I became vegan as a teenager. Um, I think for me, just as a teenager, you don't have a lot of control in the world. And um, this is one way that I could try to impact the world, you know, try to make the world the kind of place that I wanted to live in. So.
0: That's how I became vegan. <laughs> That's pretty good. I love that you had the foresight to know that at 16. I wish I was that smart then. <laughs> um, it took me a lot longer to, to get here, but it's amazing that you made that decision then. And then also, it's just so great to talk to people that remember when you know, <laughs> didn't have all those options, you know, when we had the one vegan this and the one vegan that in the world and we were making it happen. And then, you know, companies like um, Upton Naturals allow us to have so much more variety. Um, So it's exciting to kind of hear someone that that understands the journey and also some of the trials and tribulations that many of us old school vegans had faced. So let's talk about the business a little bit. Let's give everyone a little bit of background on the business, what you offer, where your products are available, and then maybe give them a little bit of background on your role in the organization as well.
1: Yeah. So Upton's Naturals has been around for about 15 years. Um, I've been with Upton's Naturals for, I think, a little over 10 years now. Um, The company is owned by my boyfriend. His name is Dan Stackman. And... um, early in our relationship, I was laid off of my job in publishing and eventually started helping him out with his small business. And at some point I never left. (laughs) So, um, so I've been with Upton's Naturals since we were five employees and, you know, now we're over 50. Um, so we make vegan food. Um, we're a vegan-owned, vegan-operated business based in Chicago. We're primarily- okay. there. We got to have a little bit of a
0: yeah, yeah. You know, vegan owned <laughs> and operated. I love, love, love businesses like that. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah. And we're also a really unique business in our space right now, especially in the meat alternative space. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of investments. Um, We're still 100% vegan owned. We have no outside investors, no outside money, um, no outside influence. It's just us doing kind of the things that we want to do, creating the kinds of products that we want to see. And so that's really exciting, makes it really fun to go to work. Um, but anyway, we were primarily a meat alternatives company. We have some other products now that are not meat alternatives. Um, but you know, we have the seitan, we have jackfruit, we have some meal kits, we have some vegan mac and cheeses, um, where my dog is, is readjusting herself. (laughs) She's getting comfortable. Um, and
0: yeah, I mean, we're just here in Chicago making vegan food. Now, if you want to share just the origin story, meaning how, how did you get started? Maybe I know you said you're, it's been 15, 15 year company and you were there Mm -hmm. around the 11 year mark, but any history on kind of how the business got started and the contrast of then and maybe where you were, let's go pre pandemic. So let's go (laughs) then to January, February, 2020.
1: Yeah. So um you know dan founded this company uh in 2005 2006 um just as a passion project you know they're at that time seitan was a food that you could get primarily at restaurants but wasn't really available in stores um, you know there were some regional brands in different parts of the country but in chicago there really wasn't a brand making seitan um, so we started with an italian seitan and grew from just kind of grew from there you know from a from a small space with um, Dan and I think one other person doing everything themselves, including distribution. Um, when I joined the company in 2009, 2010, um, we were sold exclusively in the Midwest and um, in the US and now when we hit January February of 2020 we were available uh, in all 50 US states and about 20 countries so we've grown significantly since then
0: that's amazing growth and and also an amazing story I think for even a lot of you know all vegans out there I think a lot of times you know we wonder how much impact we're making in the world you know how much you know, are people changing? How much are people receptive to the food? And then also for many of us who have kind of the animal rights kind of peace close to our hearts, um, you know, we get excited when a lot of these meat alternatives come out because of the potential of saving animals. So it's nice to hear the amount of growth you're doing, because I think it just shows not only the amount of growth that we've seen in the world, But, um, you know, all the the possibilities that many of us dreamed about when we first went vegan, um, that you guys are helping that dream become truly a a reality. So let's switch gears. Let's jump back into 2020. Let's go back into your time machine and remember what it was like when the pandemic hit, when we started to get kind of stay-at-home orders, when many of our cities and towns were shut down. How were you guys impacted um, and what were some of the things and maybe feelings that you were having at the time um, as you were going through that process?
1: Yeah, um, it's really interesting to think back about that now. Um, I think in February, we were in Nuremberg in Germany for a trade show called Biofock. And that was when, you know, it was more of an international crowd, and we were hearing that people weren't traveling from certain parts of the world to come to that show, and they had banned handshakes. And um, so that was a really interesting time. Um, A month later, we were in Chicago, 24 hours from leaving for Natural Products Expo West, which is our largest trade show of the year held in Anaheim every March. Um, You know, we we had heard about COVID. We didn't have a lot of information at that time. Um, You know, we were we had talked about it as a team and we had decided, you know, we had kind of run through all the scenarios. Like, what if we get stuck in Anaheim? What if, and we had decided to go, um, And 24 hours before we got on the plane, the whole show was canceled. You know, so many people were already there. They were setting up their booths. This is a huge event for natural foods companies to spend a lot of money, a lot of effort to be there. Um, And so when Natural Products Expo West was canceled, um, you know, that was just unbelievable. (laughs) And then things just started happening kind of quickly from there. Chicago and Illinois went on a stay-at-home order. Our restaurant here in Chicago went to pick up only, you know, and delivery. And, you know, things have just been, been changing ever since then.
0: Now, did you feel, I mean, I think for many of us, it was, there was that moment of shock. Like, what do we do? How do we do? How do we respond? Like you said, you know, you're, you're physically about to go to the, um, natural foods expo, uh, next products expo. So that, that shock you feel, but then there's the shock of like, what's it going to be like? What's, you know, shutdown going to be like, did you feel like you weren't sure what to do or were you able to see a quick vision towards that pickup? Were you able to see a quick vision towards, okay, at least we can pivot here for now and then (laughs) figure it out along the way. How did you, how did you guys feel during that process?
1: Um, I don't think that there's been a time since March where I felt like I knew what to do. Um, You know, it's a lot of big responsibility to have, you know, as a decision maker in a business um, to to be deciding, you know, what do we do? How do we keep people safe? How do we, you know, keep things going? how do we find that balance of keeping things going keeping people safe like there's a lot there's been a lot to think about and you know very little very little um, concrete guidance it's not like someone comes and tells you like here's how to run a factory during a global pandemic like (laughs) no one tells you that and so you know for us I think we've been fortunate that we're kind of we're, we're kind of DIY and we're kind of scrappy. And so we're used to figuring things out ourselves. We're used to trying to come up with solutions ourselves. And so we've just been doing that, um, to the best of our ability, you know, listening to the people, listening to people around us, but, you know, ultimately having to make calls.
0: Um, and that's just been, that's just been happening for months now. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's been the challenge for many of us is, you know, we're not really out of it yet. I think that's the the challenge is we may not be in lockdown like we were earlier in the year, but for many of us, we're still pivoting through it. We're still kind of figuring it, um, figuring out. We had someone join us to just say hello. Just want to say hello back. Someone said, hi, guys. Um, nice <laughs> to see you. Um, I'm going to say it's Himanshu. Um, I'm thinking, but glad you're joining us. And just for anyone who is joining us live, we love questions. So if you have any questions for Nicole, if you have any questions because you're noodling them in your brain, and even if you're not watching this live, maybe you're watching this as a replay, we love questions too. So just post them in the comments. Myself, my team, we'll make sure we pass them over to Nicole or we'll try to answer them as well, but it's always fun when we can hear from you as well. So, Nicole, let's dive back in. Let's talk about where things are today. Like, how have you, you know, kind of given your business that stability in this uncertain time? I think one thing that I've been talking to a lot of people about is that, yes, we don't know how things are going to turn out. Things are still unknown. Uncertainty hasn't stopped. But for many businesses, we're trying to find that place where we we get a little bit of stability, at least in current state, or we start to find some of that resilience. Have you felt like you found that place? Have you felt like you found at least a piece of that stability in being able to keep the business um, you know, going at a rate where you're still able to service customers, get product out and so forth? Or if you feel like you're, you're still figuring it out and, and you're willing to share that with us, we'd love to hear too.
1: Yeah, um, well, we, you know, we have, we have figured some things out. Um, you know, from the beginning, we were you know, considered as a food manufacturer, we're considered an essential business in Illinois. So we never did fully shut down. We kept going. Um, We limited the amount of people that were in our building in order to create more space and try to make this, you know, make the whole environment safer for everyone who is there. Um, You can't run a factory without people. Um, So we're trying to make that space work as best as possible. And with our our team in the office, you know, we have always been a highly collaborative team where you know we're we're walking over to each other's desks a bunch of dozens of times a day to talk things over or share a piece of information or whatever. And so learning how to work remotely has, I think, been a new challenge for us. Um, you know, how do we stay? collaborative how do we stay in touch how do we stay on top of everything that we have going on um from our own separate spaces and i think you know now we're kind of figuring that out things are going well um you know i guess as well as you can expect um you know, we've managed to keep everyone on our team employed. And that's been really important. We've actually added more people um, since March. So, so far, so good, I guess. I think it's brought to the forefront how tenuous everything is. Um, For a business like ours, you know, without tremendous safety net. We don't have, you know, an investor, someone who can bail us out if things go wrong. Um, You know, things have always been somewhat tenuous, because we really have to rely on ourselves and try not to make any mistakes. Um, And this has really brought that to the forefront even more, you know, just how, um, just how, how temporary this all could be. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I think that's the hard thing about running a business is, you know, you can build the best plans. You can build all these contingencies and processes, but it really is a journey in resilience. It's really a process of trying to figure out when the unknown hits. And sometimes the unknown is good and sometimes the unknown is bad. You know, I I joke a lot of times when I do training about like how success can be just as challenging. Um, as these other items that, you know, sometimes when you get more orders or more people want your product than you can deliver, that can be a scary space to be in as well. So I think it's really kind of interesting. Um, and I, that's why I love doing these interviews is showing people kind of the people behind the brands that, you know, they feel like we feel <laughs> Many of us who are entrepreneurs we're struggling. We're trying to find the light and find the direction. Kind of together, we had a great comment come in. I'm just going to put it on the screen there for you. One sec. Um, we're um, Paulina. Great to see you, Paulina. Thanks for joining us. And she was just saying hello, kind of one leader to together. She said, "I had a moment last week where I uh, wish someone would just tell me what to do for the you know um, for a change. You know, it would be nice to just follow orders and you know know exactly what to do. But when Everyone's looking up to you. You have these big responsibilities. Um, It can be hard, but at the same time, it's wonderful to be in this position where you are a leader in an organization, where you are able to do like the work that you said, where you made changes in your factory, where you made changes in the office and kept everyone employed. So you have to be very proud, or at least I think that's just amazing that that you were able to accomplish that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a big responsibility, you know, every, every day, even if I'm doing the most menial task, like there's still the weight of that responsibility that there's all of these people that are employed because of, you know, the work that we're doing, or because, you know, we pay all the bills on time, or because, you know, like, all of these things happen, because uh, all, all of these things have to happen in order to keep all of these people employed. So, um so it is a big responsibility and one that I think, you know, I take really seriously.
0: Yeah, and I think it's nice to to hear that and see that because I think as we all, you know, vote with our dollars, as we all make decisions on how we support organizations and businesses, I think it's important that when we're making those decisions, you know, whether we're using Instacart or whether we're going into the grocery store, you know that we're making sure we're choosing businesses like yours because we're supporting something even bigger. You know we're supporting a business that's employing others. It's a business that, like you said, it's vegan owned and vegan ran. And I think that's really important that we get that word out and let people know um, about businesses like um, you know that, that um, businesses like um, Up to Naturals because it's it's a way for us to keep. Our community afloat. It's a great way for us to keep the movement going by making sure that we buy um, and support um, businesses like yours.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're trying to do our part. You know, like for us, running Upton's Naturals is a form of activism. So there are a lot of great organizations in the world that tell you. Um, you know, what's going on in the in the in animal agriculture system, what's going on in our food system? you know, all of these that are giving presenting all of these issues, right? And so for us, like what we do is we try to create a solution. So if you're not eating this, you can eat this. Like we're just trying to create like constantly create solutions to make it easier to eat in a way and to live in a way that's cruelty free. So that's really important to us.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that's really important for people to see up down natural, up to naturals as a solution. You know what I mean? See it that way. I love um Paulina just posted another message talking about we've gone through terrorist attacks, you know, in Bali specifically, earthquakes, volcano eruptions we can get through. A pandemic. And I reason I wanted to make sure I put that up there, especially for people who are maybe watching today and still struggling in their business or still feeling like, oh, I wish this would be over. Like I, you know, like they're wishing kind of that we were through this path and just helping people understand that many of us are survivors. Many of us have persevered in other scenarios. And I think sometimes you have to remember that you've been through some of those other scenarios before. Um, especially a business like yourself. We know being in business for 15 years, you know, when you've been through different challenges, this is another challenge and this is another opportunity to persevere. And I don't know if you want to share a story or if there's anything that maybe is in the Uptown, (laughs) Uptown, oh, I keep saying that, I'm so sorry, (laughs) Uptown Natural's history of something where you guys had that resistance, had that problem, and then you found a great way to persevere. Do you have one of those stories you'd like to share? would like to share publicly? I don't want to put you on the spot.
1: Yeah. I mean, not related to the business specifically, but Dan and I years ago, I think 2001 or two, this was maybe someone will remember, but we, um, Dan and I took our first vacation and we ended up in Tokyo during the tsunami and the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear meltdown, um, mm-hmm. and we've so we went through a, a lot at that time. Um, you know, in a new city in a new country that neither of us had ever been to. To immediately, um, the the initial earthquake was literally one minute after our plane landed. Wow. Um, so we, <laughs> so you know, when I think about. I mean you know we were fine you know we were safe we were maybe a little hungry but we were fine um but you know when I think about like the things that you learn the patience that you learn from the people around you the resilience that you learn from the people around you like all of that you just take with you um you know, all the time, the generosity of other people. Um, And so I think that, you know, if we can play a small part like that in the future now or whatever, you know, I think that that's really, that's really valuable.
0: I love that. That's a great story to share. And and also a good reminder, I think for, for many of uh, many of us out there, So one thing I always love to do while I'm doing these sessions is to, you know, provide others who are either struggling, trying to find their footing, is provide them with some insight, perspective or advice. As you've gone through this in your business, as you've, you know, rebounded and really kind of been able to keep the business, um, you know, going and so forth. Is there any advice that you would offer to anyone out there? who's still getting their footing or who's still figuring out how to make some of the changes that you've made. Would you, anything you want to share with them or anything you would um, offer them?
1: I think, I mean, one of the most important things that, you know, I think I've learned and I think, you know, other people have learned is is to just be willing to change again. You know, even you make one decision, but then new information becomes available and you have to change again. Um, and you have to be willing to, you know, constantly be reevaluating the the decision that you made yesterday and seeing if, it, if it's still relevant and still working today. Um, you know, there is no one correct answer right now. There is no, you know, one correct answer way to do things and so and new it you know the situation is changing all the time, new information is becoming available. So I think just constantly reevaluating and being willing to be like, all right, now <laughs> yesterday it was like that, but now it's we you know, we have to change it like this because we learned something else. Um, I think that sometimes people are afraid of that appearing as like the decision yesterday was wrong, but the decision yesterday was the right decision yesterday. And now today is a new set of circumstances.
0: Yeah. I think that's great to tell people that it's not about evaluating what you did yesterday or those decisions yesterday of moving forward and and making decisions on, on the new information that's available um, because new information and new things keep happening. So I, I think that's really, really great advice from a marketing standpoint. And I don't know how much you're involved in the marketing. Are there any specifics that you've done differently from a marketing standpoint, whether how you've communicated to you know, retailers that you work with, how you've communicated with your audience, even in social media? Is there anything that you've done differently from a marketing standpoint um, in this new environment?
1: Yeah, I mean, our marketing plan for this year was kind of blown up. Um, you know, we do a lot of in person events, a lot of in person marketing, and all of that became impossible. Um, we're, we're launching a lot of new products this year. I think six, if I'm right. We launched six new products. <laughs> six. Oh, um, wow, that's great. Yeah. So, you know, normally we would be introducing people to those new products in person or, you know, through, through in-store sampling, things like that. And that's just not an option um, in, the, in the current environment. So, you know, we've had to change the way that we're trying to communicate with people. Obviously, it's a lot more digital. It's a lot more social media. Um, in addition to that, we've changed, you know, the way we've used social media um, because... And in, in a lot of that is, is our marketing manager, Natalie, who's handling that. Um, her and I work together, um, but you know, she's made a lot of, of of good changes to our social media account. I mean, we've always been we're a very um, purpose driven company. you know, we're, we're like I said, we're vegans. This stuff is important to us personally. And a lot of the other issues that have come up, you know, you know, the um, social justice issues are also really important to us personally. And so we've been, trying to sing- signal boost like a lot of things that are going on in the world and trying to do that in a way that's still organic to who we are um which i think has been has worked because we are um we are an organization that cares about things and that does things and we're not you know just here to cash in on a trend um you know we're we're people who are part of a community. We're part of a vegan community. We're part of our community here in Chicago. We're citizens of the world. (laughs) Um, So I think, you know, we've been trying to use our platform to um, support things in our city and in the world that we want to see. So we've been host. you know, we've been helping to host food drives um, outside of our restaurant. We've been, we made a post last week promoting the post office, you know, like we want to, we, we, we want to support so many things and we live in a city. So, you know, living in Chicago, we're touched, our employees, the people we work with are touched personally by a lot of things that are going on. Um, and so you can't deny that things are happening and just focus on the promotional message. Um, so, we're trying to find the balance, I guess, <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's it's it is challenging to to do the balance um, and you know, and with everything going on in the world, you know we're not just managing a pandemic, but we are managing, you know, especially even in here in the u s, you know, we have a very volatile political kind of environment that's going on right now. We have, like you said, social injustice and the movements and how do we support, um, how do we self-examine to make sure we are all doing our part. Um, So I think it's a very interesting year um, where, you know, I think it's challenging a lot of us as business owners to look at ourselves differently to envision who we could be in our communities differently. And I think it's also, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree, I I don't mind either way, but I I find this year is becoming a year, especially for a lot of business owners and leaders and leaders and organizations like yourself, where we have to look at what we evaluate as success, where and what do we want to be the mark that we leave kind of in these times like this where you know people are struggling people are challenged and we're running a business that has the capabilities to do whether it's amplify voices in social media um the capability to host activities or like you said a food drive because you have a facility and the question is how and where do we want to play that role like where, what what is our opportunity for driving change and also I'm going to throw in another piece. I know I'm giving you a big complicated question here, but, <laughs> you know, the idea of the type of, you know, as they say, the type of change you want to see in the world. I, I think there's such a cool opportunity here in 2020 where as business owners, as leaders in businesses, we can actually do that. We actually have some channels for those things. And I don't know how you feel about that. Do you, you, do you agree that there are those channels? And if so... What are some of those channels that you feel like you're either developing or have developed this year?
1: Yeah. Um, I hate to give myself that much credit <laughs> that, that I'm making that much of a difference, but I'm certainly trying. Like, I'm certainly trying with what I have to do what I can, um, you know, to recognize where the people around us are touched by the things going on in the world, and to see where we can create solutions. Um, you know, we this is a totally different example. But before um, before um, COVID, actually last year and the year before, um, at our office or at, at the factory, we've found a few stray dogs. And, you know, immediately our team is just like, what can we do to help this dog (laughs) or what we had? We've had two dogs and and an opossum, actually, um, in our office. (laughs) Um, But we're constantly just like, you know, our team is just like, here's a problem. What can we do about it? You know, even though it's not like our job. It's our job. Like if we're presented with a problem, it's it becomes our job, and no one's like that's not my job to save that dog. Like immediately, everyone's just like, all right, posting on lost dogs, doing this, like calling a vet, like all these things. And so, you know, I just feel like for me, I. I don't feel like I can take any credit for that, but I feel like I somehow landed in the right place with all of these like compassionate weirdos who are so driven and so motivated to um, to make change where
0: we can. And, um, and I think we're just going to keep doing that. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's a great story to share and it's great. hear that i think that's the key is doing what what we can and also surrounding ourselves and being in environments um like that as well as promoting environments like that Um, so that i feel like those kind of environments always come from leadership as well so it's i think it's a it's a great thing to hear that that's the kind of environment that's created um in your in your business So as we wrap up today, maybe let's give everyone a glimpse into some of these new products that are coming If it's available for public, I don't want to crack the seal on anything, but if you want to let people know about the new products, let people know where they can get them or where they can get them, it'd be great to let our audience know.
1: Yeah. So um, this summer, we launched uh, a vegan hot dog called the Up Dog, called Up to Naturals. We launched the dog we called it up dog um so the up dog is available um in whole foods in the midwest in sprout stores and is coming soon to a 400 target location so you can find that um it's a really unique vegan hot dog it has a snap when you bite into it um so i really it great over a fire on a grill. Really good. Um, And then coming in the fall, we'll have five new products. Um, One is two are going to be in the grocery section at um, stores like Whole Foods. Um, One is a shredded lightly seasoned jackfruit. Um, And then one is a banana blossom. Um, which can be eaten as a meat alternative. It's literally a flour. Um, So another minimally processed whole food meat alternative, you know, we have the jackfruit, which is a whole food meat alternative. Um, I think the only one that exists. Um, And then this banana blossom will also be a whole food meat alternative. And then this fall, we're also coming to Whole Foods with three soups. So um, I think they're, chicken noodle um italian wedding and a chicken tortilla
0: nice nice i love to hear that because i think even during this pandemic everyone's been afraid that everyone's pulling back or not doing (sighs) anything new so it is wonderful to hear that you're continuing with those plans Um, plus as a vegan consumer myself can't wait to get that snap. (laughs) get my grill going um so it's really exciting to hear about the new products let's give everyone the website and your social media account so if they want to get in touch with you if they want to just give you a shout out or maybe even share a picture and tag um the company let's give them a little bit of that that detail now if we can
1: yeah we love that um it's upton's naturals.com so upton's with an s naturals with an s uh, .com. You can also find us on um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Upton's Naturals. Or um, if you're interested in our restaurant in Chicago, which is all vegan, um, it's Upton's Break Room. Um, also... Pro tip, Um, not many people know this yet, but Upton's Break Room is about to be in a couple weeks, maybe we'll be home to a new vegan donut concept that we're launching called Liberation Donuts. Mm -hmm. So pretty soon you'll be able to get donuts in Upton's Break Room where we also serve soft serve. And I'm not saying that you should combine them, but maybe you should
0: combine them. (laughs) Oh, I'm jealous. I'm down here in Florida. So I will have to live through all the photos on social media when they show up. But congratulations. That sounds like such great things that are happening. Um, and I'm so glad you took some time to you know, share it with us, share it with our audience, and hopefully maybe inspire some people out there that are running their businesses, are finding their way. And also many of us, as we play dual roles as consumers and business owners and business leaders um, that we get to maybe dive into some of these wonderful new products. So if there's anything else you want to share with our audience today, before we wrap up, um, I
1: think for any business owner and just any, anyone, um, you're doing a great job, (laughs) whatever you're doing, you're doing a great job.
0: I will leave it at that. That is a perfect way to leave it. So thank you so much, Nicole, for taking some time out of your day to talk with me. Thank you for kind of sharing the story. And also thank you for everything that you're doing, that the business is doing, um, and how you've been pivoting and keeping these wonderful foods coming to us um, so that we can continue to, you know, take veganism into the mainstream, um, and also continue to really make sure that um, people have these alternatives at their fingertips. So thank you so much. It was wonderful talking with you, getting a chance to chit chat. I really appreciate it. Thank you everyone who has watched us live and for all of you who've watched the recording of this or listen to us on our podcast. We really appreciate you. We really love the opportunity to bring you these interviews and just kind of chat with others in our space. We think it's a great opportunity to kind of chat amongst us or even behind the scenes discussion about what's kind of going on inside the brains of individuals that are running some of these amazing organizations that we know and love. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for comments. And you know we love likes and you know, all of those good things in heart. So if you enjoyed today's um, interview, please give us some love. We love to see it. It puts a smile on my face and our team's face. And I'm sure it will smile on Nicole's face as well. Um, Sorry, Nicole, I'm taking a leap of faith there. Um, But thank you everyone so much for joining. And we look forward to chit-chatting with everyone else soon. And Nicole, I look forward to chit-chatting you again, hopefully in the future. All right, bye everyone. Thank you.